Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 35, Holy I can't shit. believe it either. That's quite something like that. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. This time we're going to be talking about Michael Mann's 2004 neo-noir thriller. <gasps> oh God. Yeah. Oh, he's straight away with the big guns, I like uh, it. As you can hear from that reaction, it is a personal favourite <laughs> of the pod. So Certainly is, We're going to be talking about that. Martin will fill us in on some how homoerotic... Oh, he feels towards uh, Tom Cruise. Um, I'm, I'm going to hear quite a lot of. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. Uh, no. no. Oh god, I ruined that, didn't I? Try again. Well, these no. Mich- no. Is it? Has that? Yeah, there, there, we go. Go. there we go. I need to label my keyboard. Right. Right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll just let that linger for a wee second, yep. and you can listen to the chain, and we'll start. You've been working hard this week, Buzz. Just a bit, mate, aye. Mm. You know what I mean? Being a rock star and all that. Fucking hell, man. Totally. totally. What, what was your, uh, <laughs> your kind of, your green room request? Uh, my green room request? Yes. Oh, well, it was... Did you want a thousand blue M&Ms? Aye. That's it, man. A big bag of peanuts so I could kill myself. <laughs> uh, before the show. Well, that's a... <laughs> that's the episode over, then. Uh, no, I didn't really have any, see, as long as there was some... Um, no Mariah Carey-esque in a golden toilet seat hangs or something. <laughs> 15 pugs? No, certainly not. Just a big uh, a fridge full of cold beer was all that I really cared for in that day. So, In um, most days? In most days, to be fair. Aye, exactly. So, aye, no, but this is only when we're a pint the night. Well, two-thirds of a pint, but, you know, we'll let them off. I'll, sp- I'll be very specific in my description of what I'm drinking. So I'm drinking um, Guinness, but not in the usual sad kind of way where you've got, like... Uh, three quarters of your whatever pint glass you've got in the house filled, filled um, I've took inspiration for Ross because Ross is exactly the type of person who would buy a 440ml uh, glass so that he could take an ordinary can and fill it up so that's what I've done I'm drinking a 440ml glass and do you know what it feels great I'll tell you something I'll ask for a week in a side track here I don't like drinking Guinness in the house because I feel it's kind of like the same way I don't really cook steaks in the house. I like it to be a treat. I like mm-hmm. it to be perfect. No, I, I, I can get down with that, definitely. I have the same feeling um, majority of the time. But just but in the mood for that iron. I do. Maybe I'm depleted or something. I, just I need, do. It's quite... Uh, yeah. need, the iron, good. need the iron. That's exactly what it is. Ah, it's better, better talk about films and, and that, yeah. Films and that? So ah. we're here, right? Eh? So we're doing 
Collateral, directed by Michael Mann, starring Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, Mark Ruffalo, Javier Bardem, mm -hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm -hmm. that, that's pretty much it. Pretty yeah. much. Peter Barry Bart. Shabaka Henley. Who's that? <laughs> who's, who's Barry Shabaka Henley? That's, I have no idea. That's the jazz guy. The jazz. Ah, oh, okay. Right, uh, he's, uh, he's, you don't know him. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's in a bunch of stuff. I just uh, didn't know his name. He's a brilliant. I just wanted to see it. <laughs> So, the budget for this was $65 million, yep. and it grossed $220 million. You can look at that in a couple of ways. I think for what is a 15, probably R-rated in America, it's, kind of, it's all right, it's nothing, nothing special, but it's not terrible either. For a Michael Mann film, it's probably... Aye, probably, because he's... he's um, 86% Rotten Tomatoes, 71% yep. Metacritic. Yep. In terms of the casting, obviously Tom Cruise plays... Vincent, obviously, take these with a pinch of salt. I've heard, I've heard the stories. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it was Russell Crowe's first, yep. um, because the screenwriter was Australian, so I don't know if that's maybe something to do with it. Michael Mann as well. Um, Russell Crowe was in The Insider. That's right. Was that before this? Well, aye, that was... Uh, 1989? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, yeah. You're right, actually. Uh, we've got Edward Norton. Apparently, he was offered both roles. Aye, I could actually aye. picture him in oh, as I both. I think be great. I'd like to see him as like, a yep. mad kind of... Yep. Assassin. They, 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 they decided it was too much like Russell Crowe's actual life. I will try to for me. Just, just driving around and except kicking the, fuck out of people. Said assassin, he was battered fuck. Yeah. Uh, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio. Probably a bit too early for him. And I'd like to too, see something like that. I'd like to see something like that now. Film. Uh, that'd, that'd be cool. It's weird. This kind of role he's never really done, isn't it? In um, terms of like an, a, a badass assassin type, he's nah, not done that. Nah, he's, he's only really a bad guy in Django, isn't he? Really. Aye. Uh, Colin Farrell, um, see that. maybe a bit too early for him as well. But he went on. See that. Obviously, went to do Miami Vice with yep. Michael Mann. Yeah. As for Max, once Cruz got, uh, once Cruz got the role, Cuba Gooding Jr. campaigned for it, but Michael yep. Mann didn't want it because they worked together on Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler was. Uh, that um, was he was the original. He was the original. They were going to go for Crow and Sandler. I think mm -hmm. it was Crow and Sandler, and then it was Tom and, and you know, Sandler. Isn't is it no interesting thinking of an alternate universe where Sandler had got that role? Because it's the same thing with um, uh, what you call it, Inglorious Bastards. That he was he was up for the role in that. Really, I think there's a few things he's been he's been because, up for. You know, it's, it, you know, obviously he's become a sort of joke, but at the same time, you could see it totally flipping if he had got a role like that, which maybe subverted people. There's yeah, definitely I, people that respect his abilities. I mean, he's worked with Paul Thomas Anderson in um, mm -hmm. the film the other year, the the gamble one. What's that called again? Um, um, something Diamond or something like that. What is uh, it? It's, it's hanging with my mind, but it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Hidden Gems. Hidden Gems. Aye. Um, aye. He's done loads of, of stuff that's actually proper acting even even when he played himself a comedian well pretty much himself but it was a comedian funny people but yeah no, funny people should. He, he can do it so it depends how he would have played it see if he'd have went too funny with it aye. I mean Jamie Foxx a lot of people don't even remember now that he was really a comedian aye he probably That's only got this through Michael <clears throat> there's a touch well. of comedy in it anyway like it's yeah. I'm trying to think what Jamie Foxx would have been in he was before in, this he was in Ali he was in Ali. He was, he was, his big break was Ray. any given Sunday, I think. Was it not Ray? Well, Ray was the same year as this because yeah. they get so nominated for both Oscars yeah. for both acting categories. I, said, I mean, it's talking about comedy. Most of the comedy in this film comes from Cruise, so 
Yeah, aye. <laughs> aye. <laughs> you get a comedian in the film and they're talking about Adam Sandler possibly being in it because it's just like that. Nah, that'll be funny enough. Fuck yeah, it. The, uh, in terms of like other casting things, I don't think it really really matters about anyone else. It's because it's about the yeah. intent. Nah, definitely, man. So there's there's your cast, there's your film. Uh, did you know that our uh, big uh, our, our old mate Frank was involved in it? Frank Darabont. Darabont. Aye. No, I didn't actually. Aye, so did, I, I could be getting this wrong, but did he not buy the script? I think I think the guy who it's Australian guy, right? Another the, who Stuart knew him in Darabont. He Darabont bought the script, I think, or maybe took it or whatever. Uh, obviously, um, got the funding for it, I believe. Um, have you heard the story about the the guy who who wrote it? About how he came up with Aye. it. I love stuff like that, man. Just go for it. It's like it's just a it's just a total like something that we've all kind of thought like I think how many scripts or how many ideas for films occur in the back seat of cars <laughs> or in moving vehicles or something when you've just got that chance to sort of look at the world around you it's a guy just, I think he was 12 or 13 or something like that and no he might have been no he's older no I think it was something was, was he really not driving young. a taxi was that no I thought that was no, what I it was. Thought, no I thought, I thought he was he in was the, the taxi and, and, and I, I think the idea was that he just thought this Imagine. guy's just chatting away to me and, he, and I, I could be anybody I could be going to do anything aye, aye. and uh, going, going to be, come up with the idea obviously like, I could be someone who's always waiting to go and kill people or whatever and the guy aye. would have no idea it's a cool idea I love, st- I love stuff like that just like, like we were talking about James Cameron he had fucking he had aye. a dream about a cyborg and that's it <laughs> that's a fever dream a fever dream took some mushrooms and then spawned the highest grossing action film of all time brilliant the angels sang and the men and people of Earth, they did rejoice because for once I've got the easiest plot I think we've ever done, maybe. Aye. This is a high concept, one sentence. Aye. Oh, pitch. God, don't put me under that pressure. I'm trying, it's, it's such an easy plot, you put me under pressure already. <laughs> Plus, I've got the added no excuse of only having finished my first beer. So, uh, here we go. So, um, Collateral um, tells the story of. Two main characters, uh, we'll start with Max, played by Jamie Foxx, who is an unknowing, uh, fastidious and precise, as Queen would say, um, taxi driver, somebody who's got plans for his life and that kind of stuff, picks up Tom Cruise, just as he would any other person, uh, and then spends the entire night um, in his company. It turns out Tom Cruise is a contract killer, um, and let's just say that he's taken on a wild ride. It then turns personal for Max as Cruz ends up. It turns out that um, um, his love interest, who he had, who was, who had picked up earlier that evening, um, was one of Cruz's targets, which you find out later on in the film. Um, and I, uh, Max, spoiler alert, um, kills Cruz, um, and that's it. Succinct. Happy with that. I mean, take the last sentence, I'll, but. <laughs> Hey, if, the, if anybody is listening to this and have not watched the film, I think people know by now. That we, you should that we know just by now. It right off the bat. Is that the quickest ever plot somebody we've done? I, I think me, myself, and I was quicker, wasn't it? Was it? What did you say? Um, that was that lasted about ninety minutes. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the podcast itself lasted for four hours. Mm-hmm. That, that was basically a table reading. That's exactly that? what it was. Aye, right. Aye. Anyway, that's it. Vincent. Yep. It's a cool name. That is a cool. very cool name. It's yeah. very a bit no, not Vince. Not, not Vince. Vinny. Not Vince or Vin. Vincent. Vincent. Mm-hmm. Aye, so the first time you see him he's he's with uh, Jason Statham. Uh, the Eggman? Egg, the, 
He's actually got a surprising amount of hair in this. <laughs> well, back when he, exactly. Like you can date him right. because he's got like some right, sort he's, of he's, he's, he's like a, a kind of one of those old redwoods in like, America. <laughs> right. you, can, you look at the rings. Right. That's the rock, though, isn't it? Like, with the rock, you need to carbon date him. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> by the way, um, the day's the 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut in WWE, so happy oh. anniversary, Rock. Um, we'll need to do another fucking wrestling related. Some excuse to get hundreds of fucking samples. Just, Wait, like, do we need an excuse? Of, uh, aye, anyway. Aye, Vincent. So, aye, Vincent. Um, Very stylish, man. Do you know what the general thing is? he, though? Right, so the thing is, right. I, like, I love I love the suit he wears, but needs a belt, needs a black belt. I was noticed that one time he looked he looks a bit daft without a belt. He's gone for the uh, he's gone for almost like a, a more. Uh, it's like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's like this is kind of what I was thinking. See throughout the whole thing, it kind of looks like he hasn't finished dressing himself. Like see, like because you think about it, right? He's a contract killer. He's on the move. Blah blah blah. He maybe has to change clothes at an airport. Blah blah the rest of it. He's maybe been like he's forgot the tie and he's forgot the belt. No, but he wears a tie. It's that takes it off. Does he? I just I don't know. It just kind of looks like. Don't don't talk shit. He looks incredible. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. He wears a tie and then he takes it off after he kills the first guy. Let's be honest. This is like in in in, in terms of um, uh, Tom Cruise sexiness. This is peak. As I mm. that is peak. Because Tom Cruise is one of these guys, right? If you ask your missus, is Tom Cruise hot, right? It's gonna be a fifty-fifty. Like it's it's there's it's one of these guys, right? He's a Hollywood lead man, the biggest names of all time. But it's always fifty-fifty because okay. some he's he's I think the smarminess reeks out of him, and like they've had to make him look a bit rough for him to look like I don't know to take him seriously. If that makes sense, because uh, he's an Vince, alien. Vincent's smarmy though. Aye, that's what I'm saying. But Tom Cruise himself as an alien, so therefore like. Yeah, oh, he's going to shut us down now, isn't he? Yeah. Right. No, maybe he would want to be an alien since we know all aliens anyway. What's the thing with that? Well, we know not in that road. No, don't get in that road. Right, anyway, back to the topic. I, I think they've had to make him look a bit sort of... Just a bit sort of rough around the edges to actually get him to that stage of like... Uh, well, I do, disagree, huh? Do you think he's meant to be... Because I was watching it and trying to think and the way he is in this and he doesn't want people to see him or know who he is. Mm-hmm. So is he wearing a grey suit, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to be, you know, oh, great. Like, if you were trying to describe him to the police... That's true, yeah. It's really, it'd be really vague. Grey hair, grey suit. Average height, uh, average build. Average height, average height, yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, well, you, hey, that's a genius bit of casting as well, getting Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. I know, they're both wee. 5'7 and 5'9. Aye. Aye. It's Jamie, I, did you know... I, 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 look, bo- I looked it up because I was like, if they get Tom Cruise on stilts again, right. but it turns out Jamie Foxx is quite I was good. actually wondering whether Foxx's view is He'll definitely have a couple of inserts in the heels, though, won't he? Right. We'll, we'll, right. uh, we'll wear Tom. Right. Oh, no, 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 Aye, he's, aye, this is this so, is I mean, peak, like, peak is, running. Is, is, so Vincent is a character, right? Let's have a look at like, like the assassin character in films. I mean, there's so many. I think this this one itself is is so different, though. I think that's maybe one of the things that's made it kind of like because he's cool unique. and charming and funny. Well, maybe not even so much that. I think it's just his attitude. Like he's he's um, he's he's very flippant. He's very like. 
he's steadfast in his beliefs and that kind of stuff. He's like, he's somebody he's no, who is in some ways like a bit of a dick, but I don't know. You, they've, they've deliberately made him a wee bit more like, like business like. He doesn't say anything that's really wrong. No, he doesn't, and that's the point. Obviously, and we'll we'll, we'll go on to talk about some of those sort of themes in it, but like. As as the assassin character, for the reasons that we've just laid out, I think this is why this kind of sticks out. Is because he's not the black suited earpiece. I'm a hitman. Who well, doesn't he speak stone faced? Ah, no, nah, it's it's none of that. It's um, it's a guy who, as we see in the, at the start of the film, is is doing a job. Yeah, and it's like he clearly treats it in the same way, almost as. Uh, Jamie Fox treats his own job. Mm-hmm. Nah, that, that's that's exactly. I, I think that's why there's some sort of almost a, a strange mutual respect. Hundred percent. You know, see, especially after that first taxi ride. Yeah. You know, when Jamie Fox says, "Right, I can get you there in seven minutes." Yeah. And Tom Cruise is like, Vincent's like, seven minutes, not six, not eight." Hi. And, mm-hmm. and then he gets him there. Like the exact, you know, I think he's got a bit of respect, you know, for definitely, man. Oh, like I read a wee kind of tiny theory, and it's that he's actually this is going to sound off, but he's actually so he's his dickishness is like turned up a bit at the very start, ah, 100%. and apparently that's because he was testing Max mm-hmm. to see how he'd react to like a dick, whether he'd be oh, aggressive and turn yeah. around and go, like, ah, What the fuck, you didn't get my car or something oh, like yeah, that, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he is a bit, yeah. uh, he's a He's more of a dick when at the start with the seven oh, minutes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's almost as if he's testing how much can I uh, manipulate. Because when you, hundred percent. Because you can see that um, obviously one of the sort of integral arcs to the film is is, is Max being uh, having his character tested and and then sort of changing to to suit that. Mm. So um, you know the film obviously relies heavily upon Cruz. Um, pushing his buttons mm-hmm. and then that sort of seemingly combusting into something else but then Max reacting to that so we all know that when things go wrong like the trained killer the, the professional guy he's going to be fine mm-hmm. but it's like they don't know what Max is going to do they don't know what he's how he's going to react to things so there's several points in the film where it goes off the rails and it's those are Max elements mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because you would know that there'd be no film if it was just a guy kind of a right. <laughs> I mean he's obviously phenomenal at it. he's only been doing it six years though I mean like well what he says the is what's the sort of job like the lifespan of a, of what, a what he says is he's, he's been working um, in the private sector yep. ah. for six years oh. so that means that he's probably like had a Facebook page and all that, doing it, doing it publicly. He's probably then. like ex-CIA or like, you know, uh, special ops or something uh, like right. that. You know, the guy's probably got about 15 passports and Aye, been, nobody been, knows been his name. Been in a bit with uh, Seagal and all that. Do you know his name is apparently Vincent Collaro? That's <laughs> <laughs> good. No, it's not. No way. <laughs> no, the, the title comes from... Like, I know Jim, that. Jimmy Fox says, I'm Collaro. I know that. His name isn't Vincent Collateral. <laughs> Michael Mann and Chris created like a big backstory. By the way, this is for the IMDb trivia, so some dickhead just got a little bit up, but it's still funny. Some, some fucking seven-year-old like, imagine actually, just made that up. Can you imagine? I don't think I'd like it if he came out and said my name was Vincent Collateral. I'd not turn it off. <laughs> oh, 
if you just caught a glimpse he's he's uh his passport photo or something like that let's, let's go through some of these um his funny moments that you you mentioned there, oh, there's definitely there's some comedy i mean it's it's obviously a gritty like say neo-noir like there's there's a there's a real edge to it but they cut the tension quite a lot with with vincent um several points i mean one of the th- ones that always sticks out to me is the is the wee pep talk he gives Jamie Foxx when his boss is giving him shit out of the radio. Oh, it's so good, man. Uh, but then he kind of takes over, and then and then once he's... It's, you know what? It's, it's almost like a father-son moment because um, <laughs> he tells him what to do. Max doesn't have the balls to do it. He takes it over himself, shows him, and then Max doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, you know... Vin- Vincent's really... He's more like a kind of therapist. Aye. That's that's what it's like. Yeah, it's like exactly. A ther- yeah, yeah. One big therapy session yes. in one night. Drive the cab up your fat ass. That, that one. Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, my favourite um, funny bit is when just after the first kill, and Max is obviously he's, he's he's distraught and all that, and he's they start oh, ta- they start so talking good. about Rwanda. Getting the fucking uh, car. Oh, that bit, right? And I uh, was they start talking about Rwanda, oh, yeah. and then Vincent's like, um, twelve is something like. A million, a million people die before sundown. You aye, throw aye, a hissy fit over some fat Angelino. Aye, like aye. It. aye. Just, just before that, of the bit um, after the guys landed in the car. Um, is it getting the fucking car back? Well, he's, he's kind of Jamie Fox is speaking to him, and he's like, he's like, did, did you do that? Like, did you kill him? And Vincent says, I shot him, but I think the bullets in the fall killed him. Aye. That's it. Aye, aye, aye. But is it? What does he say after that? He then says something else. He says, um, Jimmy Fox says. You pushed him, and I didn't. I didn't push him. He fell. Aye, but so then does he not say? Does he say something like, "Oh, there's just a bit where there's this like funny pause where he's like, it's, it's oh, like, it looks like he's he, he says some sarcastic, and then just goes, get in the fucking car.' Ah, he's going like that. Um, you're not going to tell anyone, right? That's it. And Jerry Fox laughs. I swear. So, aye. yeah, you're not going to tell him. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. Time. Quality. Quality. Aye, this, he's just he's he's got like a bleak view of the world, which I guess. Oh, he's a nihilist. Aye, that's that's a good way to put it. The, the, the guy's basically uh, existential dread on legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's just uh, he, he probably hates everyone he meets. Even though I think he no, does I, like Max. I, I don't think so. No. I think I think there's um, I think it's more to do with the fact that like it's just there's obviously there's these wee threads in the film that are that are obviously all about morality and and and, and judgment and fate and all these kind of things and especially death. Obviously, the theme of death, but it's. I think he comes at it from the point of view of someone who real who's just accepted death as like a as like a a daily occurrence. Like a, it's just a thing that happens to people. Mm-hmm. So in that view, he's try, he's trying to like tone it down and make it as mundane as possible. It does, do which that. which could be a coping mechanism. But at the same time. Um, I can see why you would think that. Like, there's there's that certain element of it where you would maybe go like, "Oh, he's just a hard ass and blah blah." No, I know that, yeah. but he just, I think he just, he's one of people who <coughs> hates the general public. Like, he says it, like he says that to tell you the truth. Whenever I get to LA, I can't wait to leave. That kind of stuff. I I don't think it's much to do with the public though. I think it's just like what does it, he says something after that though. But it's, the... it's just the guy's getting that. Well, it, it just feels like life is insignificant. That it doesn't matter, you know. At one point, he says to him, well, "We're just a kind of specks in the galaxy, yeah, or something. floating through Aye. space, all that kind of stuff." Um, he's, he's obviously a massive narcissist as well, Aye, as well as being like a sociopath. Yeah, um, yeah, he thinks he's better than everyone, mm-hmm. uh, even though he, he does what he does. But he's still like <coughs> the the one of the best aspects of the the thing is that he generally like ends up. Caring about Max a wee bit, That's like it, he, want, he wants Max to aye. get his successful limo company because he doesn't think he's gonna then spoiler kill him. That's it. Aye. So 
That's it. He's like he's, he's he does the thing with the boss. He gives yeah. him like a, lot, a few pep talks and all that. And yeah. That's that's kind of the best part of the film, isn't it? That is yeah, those... the, the, the the small moments of bromance aye, within aye, what is an otherwise utterly horrific experience for Max. Um, like, do you know what I mean? I mean, so we should we should probably uh, uh, come in because we could talk we could talk all night about about Cruz as, as Vincent, um, mm-hmm. but we should probably. Um, Bring Ruffalo into the equation here, so we should mention that there's 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 a so obviously um, Max and, and Vincent are the two main characters. However, there's obviously the police presence within this. So you know you wouldn't have much of a film if there wasn't that third element here after that first kill. So basically, um, a body falls on top of the car, sprays glass everywhere, blood everywhere, blah blah blah. Extremely professional killer, but has made a bit of a a full par there he does it a couple yeah, of times he's, couple not, of times, he's not right? perfect and so, I can only notice that more this time watching but then, it but let's be honest that's that's for plot progression rather than anything else it's like nah I do like jazz you know, no I mean he's improvising he's improvising he's right? jazz yeah he's <sighs> <laughs> but the, so the, we'll the way they the way they portray it at the start <laughs> is, as, is as if like kill like no evidence or that kind of stuff uh, exactly but uh, he's, he's not like, he's quite yeah um, Oh, there's there's moments. So obviously, um, what leads you um, the police element coming in is is the first kill itself. You know, you get introduced to Mark Ruffalo and the other guy who's in loads of things as well. But I can't Peter Berg, he's a director, mostly a director. Um, Matt Ruffalo with the greasiest hair. Aye, it's it's proper um, hangman levels. I, I think. Uh, what do you call them? Skeet Ulrich levels. <laughs> <laughs> Skeet, skeet here, skeet here. Skeet, if there's, uh, the, if there's a grease level, he's a 10. This is maybe uh, like a 9.5. Uh, oh, man. Aye. And it, it, is, it is on his skull, man. It doesn't look like it's got to move. It makes yeah. it worse because every other film I think I've seen Ruffalo in, he's got that kind of ah, curly he's got, like, hair. Aye, hair, aye, aye, aye. Curly hair, aye. This is, it's just slicked back. Like, the, oh, the, kind of, the, the cholo goatee and that makes it worse uh, as well. And the earring. And the I earring, am not aye. a big fan of that look. No. Because no. do you know that? It I, looks like an arc. Uh, do you know the reason why I was like see I was hitting it and I was like so I was expecting Ruffalo to turn up and I was thinking why did they not get a a Latino person to play this character right but he's no his name's Fanning second name's Fanning so he's no Latino but he just just wants to look Latino that always upped me a wee bit he's definitely doing like a a Latino thing Ah, there and it's like but that's probably Like more of a, is that a him undercover? yeah, I think it's more of a kind of an undercover type thing. You could pass as Mexican. I know uh, you'd look at him go right. Good. <laughs> you could pass as Mexican, mate. Get a, get a goatee, slight your hair back, you'll be fine. I will. We'll we'll come to, to Fox then. So let's talk about another couple of wee mini characters. So you've got Jada Pinkett Smith. She's, oh, of course, she's right. quite charming at the start. I like her at the start. Even no, I, think, like, I think that I think that scene with is, is brilliant. Like see the, the see the scene with them. To, it's really not forced. It's nice. Aye, mm. it's it's got a great flow to it, but also I think just the the, the dialogue is is. I mean, I'll go I'll go on to describe some tropes and things I don't like about action movies, but I think in, at that point in the film, there's nothing really telling you this is going to be a like an all guns blazing action film. For, for that scene in the taxi, that could be like straight out a romantic film. That's what I'm saying. No, and, do you know what? It's, it's very in fact, well we'll get done. To it, Aye, it's very I was well going to say we'll get to the the tune that's playing, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, of course, right. Um, no, uh, it's, I, it's great. And, she, and she is good in it. She definitely. is good. Yeah. I um, at the end she doesn't really have to do much. She's just running about. But at the start, she's she has to run in high heels, mate. Come on. Uh, I know. Uh, she looks. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but at the start, she's she she comes across as like a bit a bitch at the start, and then Max kind of mm-hmm. pulls her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
I don't know. The, the, the best thing about that scene is soft, soft hard exterior. Now. If if you if you were to say someone to someone without them watching this, uh, this this kind of high level prosecutor, you know, she gets in a taxi and at the end, like she quite likes the taxi driver and gives him her business card to mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. call her. <coughs> You'd be like, ah, that's a bit I unrealistic. Totally but, agree. But he's so so nice and charming. Aye, the way how charming he is and just the way that scene flows, it, it doesn't. Well, feel I was, it's funny though because like, I was I, I was sitting charming watching it like, uh, is it no interesting how like he plays quite a he's obviously like you know for for people listening who have watched the film, he's he's obviously playing the sort of. I wouldn't say downtrodden, but he's quite he's, inse- he's, he's, he's insecure. He's he's doesn't have much self esteem. He has these dreams or whatever, but you can tell he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't want to, like all of that, right? But I think it's interesting considering how Jamie Foxx in real life is like this ridiculously Aye. intelligent, like like erudite guy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just one of the things. I think people like that tend to play those characters really well, and there's. It's just something about that performance that's just absolutely brilliant no. because it doesn't. He could quite easily come across as if he's just dumbing it down, as yeah. if he's just been like, "Look he at me, I'm just a Even though driver. Vincent's, even though Vincent's so cool, it'd be so easy to actually root for Vincent in this. Hundred percent. But Max is so so nice. It gets to a point you, where you're just so raging at Vincent. Ah, right? yeah, it does. Uh, <coughs> and then like he's just he's just that night. You know what you want him to. Oh, you want him to pull oh, through? So, so come on, we've come on to him now, so we'll talk about him. Like, Javier yeah. Bands it, Bardem's in it for two minutes, he's great. He phones it in. Does he fu- oh, he doesn't he know how fucking, he phones it in, he's he too good. He phones it in, man. Arse. He's, he does, does we uh, Humpty Dumpty speech. Oh. What's our thing he talks about? Do you believe in Humpty Dumpty, Barry? <laughs> he talks about the, what's the, it's the Mexican Christmas thing that comes and steals the kids and oh, stuff. Dip, uh, Pe- Pedro, Pedro Negro. Ah, yeah. Pedro Negro, aye. Aye, so we'll talk, well, we've talked about Fox already, but obviously he was... Nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this, wasn't he? In the same year. Sorry, in the same year he was nominated for Best Actor for Ray, weren't it? Mm-hmm. Nominated for Collateral. Eh, just nominated, didn't win, didn't you know? No, he didn't win. Um, it was a strange, strange nomination, though, because... Ah, he's if, the main if he, character. Ah, if, he's not, if he's not the kind of Aye. actor rather than supporting actor in this, then, I mean, doesn't it make sense? I know, you can't have... Like, if but it was anyone else but Cruz, that, that, or Schwarzenegger, uh, it would be. It's, yeah. it's, it's just the way they kind of the Oscars work, though. Like people campaign in weird categories sometimes. Can you be nominated twice for best actor in the same category in the same year? Uh, I think so. I don't know if it's ever happened, but I, th- I think you can. I don't mm-hmm. see why not. I don't see why not. But maybe that's the reason. You know, no. Um. So he's he's um he's really really you do root for him and it would. Yeah, like you say, it'd be easy, can he? Just because Vincent's so cool, just they want him to, mm-hmm. to do well. Do well, kill folk. Oh, he's doing well, isn't he? Killing <laughs> him. I did well for himself, my boy. Oh, yeah. um, he's, 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 he's superb. I think, that, I mean, it's, it is quite a classic kind of, I wouldn't say worn out, but it's a well used um, sort of device, which is that you have the love interest and mm. you kind of forget about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Totally, and, then, yeah. and then it's brought back in such a way that you go, oh shit, like, oh fuck, like, oh no, we forgot about that. And, um, but I don't know. I, I, I feel as if, like, there's a part of me that, that in this film, I think it feels a wee bit, a wee bit forced. Just the, I knew, I knew, that, I knew you would say this. That just after the crash, like, he looks at the laptop screen. I knew you were like, going to say this, and I prepared, uh, I prepared a massive rant it's, it's about not, it. It's not my pure shape, by the way, but. Because. Um, you can do this with any film in the world ever I know you can I I feel like it gets away with it because like Fate's made such a big deal of 
mm-hmm. yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. T- taking control of your own fate. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Max as a character, he's just he's not really getting any agency. He's just floating through life. He's mm-hmm. getting ordered mm-hmm. about by the dispatch and directed yeah. by his customers and everything. And it's not till like that crash where he actually takes control. Yeah, aye. Um, well, yeah. he takes control when he steals the briefcase. Yeah, but that's that's kind of... Off the cuff. Uh, it's, it's almost kind of half-hearted, really. And I, I was thinking about it, and I think it's possibly more to do with getting Vincent away from his mother than anything else. It's like yeah? a, I think so. I think it's like a, like between between that and the whole... He's obviously got a kind of strained relationship with her. Uh, of course, right. Like he, he doesn't tell the truth about she thinks that he's... Like mm-hmm, get a limo company mm-hmm. and everything, so just that kind of the shame building up in him there. He just and wanted to. He just he, wanted I, a way he, to end it. But he can't just run away aye. because if he runs away, look, he's not got anything. in Vincent, Vincent could do anything. So, like, so See, beef, beef I don't case. know if it is that. I would say that I think he puts her in more danger by doing by doing what he did. Probably, I. I but it's definitely off the cuff. I think, you can think, see it in his but face. If you think of it, what Ross said, I think it's literally just a way of getting out of the situation, yeah. which also sticks two fingers up at Vincent. Because it's, it's, it's an instinct. I don't think it's anything to do with sticking two fingers up. Oh, it definitely is. Not because if you think that entire, you kidding me? That entire I, scene, I, I Vincent is. is I'm the perfect. Well, and your son, and the like, she's ripping the piss out of him in front of him, and he's and Vincent's playing up to that. Especially after the jazz club, because. Uh, Max is pretty gutted about how that all went down mm-hmm. so he's like, a, a really angry and everything about that and then all this comes in and it's just just pure instinct get out of there mm-hmm. I'm so. just going to grab this yep. but I don't want this to keep going on if I get rid of this then you know and Vincent as much as he's like a kind of contract killer he doesn't seem like the kind of person okay later it does say you know if you don't if you don't go in there and do this, I'm going to go and kill your, your mother. But I, I, I don't I, think he would have. No, I don't think so. I no. don't think like see see for somebody that's like an nihilist, he'd probably not see the if he killed Max, that would be it. Aye. you know, yep. he he just wants to use his motion emotions against him. It's the he's same when the police kind of pull them over and he's like, oh, he's probably got kids at home and stuff like Aye. that. Yeah, you know, oh, don't don't you dare look. Open that trunk, I don't think you've got the space for another two type thing. Hi folks, just wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know that you can get in touch with us at uglypulpodyssey at gmail.com. Whether you have any suggestions for films that you'd like to hear us cover in upcoming episodes, or if you have some different takes, opinions or theories about films that we've covered thus far, we'd love to hear them. That address again is uglypulpodyssey at gmail.com. So don't be a stranger, send us an email, we'd love to discuss your feedback and thoughts right here on the podcast. Speaking of which, let's get back to the episode. Kind of touched on it already, but let's let's go into a wee bit more detail. We've said that Jamie Fox was Oscar nominated. Deserved, do you think? Absolutely, aye. Are Probably, aye. It's, it's, I can't really say, but I, I would say probably in the sense that I think the character in this film is probably the toughest to play. Mm. I, think I think he's I think he's got a good arc. Aye, he does, mm-hmm. aye, he does. For somebody at the start who's kind of quite meek and... Aye. You know, to somebody at the end who's quite decisive and uh, it's definitely you're right. It's so much easier to play Vincent. That two cruises having a fucking blast. Oh, 100 percent. It's playing right into his fucking ego into uh, it. Uh, absolutely. That, that's an interesting thing about 
Cruz as well. I think he does brilliant and he should do more villains. He should, man. He really, Definitely. I mean, he's done this and he's done an interview with the vampire. Yep. He's played some other characters who have got kind of like bad kind of um, features. Like Magnolia and, and that, of course. Yeah, but out and out villains, those are probably the only two. Should, he should be doing more. Ugh, he should have been. He should have been nominated as well, if you ask me. But I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that he's never turned up as a Bond villain or something. Oh, he's too big, man. It's I like him and Alex Schwarzenegger as a fucking Batman villain. I don't, think, he, I don't think that he's too big. I think that he's he's reached a stage where he's dining out on. Right, he's never really been typecast, but I think he is. I think he he pretty much is now. Yeah, it's probably because, is now. Um, Which is fine. He's allowed he's... himself to 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 dig too far into the, the Mission Impossible, too far mm-hmm. into the running. I'm sprinting and I am the hero. Um, um, and it's like hanging off of things. Hanging off. The Mission of Impossible. Um, Fallout is one of the best action films ever made. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not slagging. I'm just saying he's he's he's, he's too far he into is. that now where he, he he couldn't make a U-turn. No, I don't think he's too, unless 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 something happens, you know, in the, in the in the next sort of ten years or so, he it becomes a. I know you. Could, I don't know. There's can, still time for. I know he's. I know he's like a fucking genetic freak and all that but there will become a, there will be a time where he can't do this anymore so maybe we'll see <laughs> no, it then but he, but he doesn't have to like Vincent I suppose even though he is obviously a strong like sort of athletic guy and all that stuff proved that you don't need to be an all out fucking run and jump and thing to actually be scary or no scary is the wrong word but to, to be a good villain in that traditional sense um, I think Cruz has definitely got it just through his smugness and, um, and through his sort of uh, just his turn of phrase and stuff like that, like in the way he can he can carry something by looking kind of. He's a dick. A dick. Yeah. Like... I, I think he he can deliver though some of those lines that he delivers. I don't think other people would get no, away with it. No chance. Oh, you and, kidding me? Oh my god! And, and especially as well, you know, I think he does well here in the fact that you like him but you hate him at the same time. Uh, you know? Like if you met him, you'd be like, ah, that guy's a dick. Uh, Do you know? I think I think the best bit of acting for him is when. He's talking about his father, and he's like, his father's like, oh, he beat me yeah, and all yeah, that. And so right. he goes, he tells it's Jamie Foxx, he's like, I killed him when I was 12. And oh, Jamie yeah, Foxx yeah. is like, and, and, he's, and then he busts out laughing. And then he goes, and now he died of liver disease. Oh, and yeah. he, he's right back down it. And oh, he, like, yeah. he kind of like bites his lip a wee bit. And he's like, mm. he's getting a bit kind of melancholic about mm-hmm. it. And he's mm-hmm. he's thinking about it. And he's mm-hmm. showing up a wee bit of emotion. Oh, absolutely. There's, oh. a few, there's a few moments of that, though, because you've got that bit. The bit oh, when he, he kills the, the jazz guy. Aye, he right. feels bad. Aye, aye. he does. Aye. And then he has this kind of, when they see the coyotes, yep. he's got this kind of strange yep. look yep. in his face. He's, he's, so the coyote thing is basically in, like... Well, it's obviously some sort of shoehorned in a fable or something like it's that. Like, it? aye, it's like, what do you call it? It's a... Native, Native, Native American, American, American yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah, if yeah. you see a coyote yeah. you should turn back That's because right, it's yeah. going to lead to your death or That's something right, like that yeah. apparently though which uh, I think me and you being the, right, might be in the same page here I didn't like that part apparently though it was just it, it wasn't something planned there was just coyotes there they were filming and right, they, they seen seen coyotes and Michael Mann well, filmed them if that's then true he, then he was like I'm going to put this in the film if that's true then, then fair dues aye it's, I, not, it's, not, it's not like written into the script or anything ok well that that's, seems a bit better right? well, ok we'll go with that right. <laughs> we'll take it I also right. don't like that Soundgarden tune that's playing at oh, that point Audio Slave mm. oh, Soundgarden Audio Slave oh that's, oh, ooh. Ooh, um, that's a bad miss they'll be fucking what's he going to do about it I don't know oh hey 
Hey, but I thought you said, what's he got to do about it? Talk about Chris Cornell because he's dead. No, I was talking about Ross. All right. At sounded least... a bit like you were saying, what's he got to do about it? I know, Chris I said it and I regretted it. Oh, well. Are you on to the next I, person? I don't so? like the audio yeah. slave tune. It's a bit, can he? It's, 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 it's too overbearing. It's too overbearing. It's, it's, right. pro- it's proper, just like, fuck, this is a. <laughs> that one? Aye. I mean, it's, Sounds like he's taking a shit when he's doing it. For, for MDLs in the film, it's not. Even, even I mean, the next kind of biggest character is Ruffalo, and he's not really in it that much. Yeah. He's maybe getting no. about three or four scenes, you know? Um, it's, it's just it's just not anyone who's else's the guy, film. Who's the guy that plays a. Uh, Who's the guy that plays like one of the the main sort of police guys? He gets shot. Quite quite a chubby guy. Oh, he shot he's him. hilarious, man. He looks so out of place in this film. Like, I don't know what it is. There's a bit where he's he, he just constantly looks just like, like that, and it, it, he's just trying to run. Aye, it's the proper just, it's just funny. FBI versus LAPD <coughs> hanging the head each other. No. Yes, aye, aye. The feds. The feds. No, the, aye. Them, the feds. The feds. Jesus, the feds. Aye. I've got the LAPD. They want everything. And after the feds, the feds are stealing all their stuff. Aye. Shocking. The I mean, way they're treating I mean, the feds. It's mad because see when I'm at work, see if somebody was coming up to me all the time and saying I'll do that work for you. Aye, I'd, I'd play, well, probably, I know. Aye. Aye. Please I'll, do it. Help yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll go and get a coffee. This <laughs> is best job ever. Um, all these guys want to do is wake up at four a.m. in their swanky apartments whilst they're still groggy, answering the phone and go on a case. That's all they want to do every day. After they down a, a miniature vodka. Yes, that's all they want to do every day. Since we've talked about it a wee bit yes. now, do you just want to jump on the soundtrack? Can I, before we oh. do that, um, I, I, I want to award the the best minor bit <gasps> of acting in this there film. Go. So, um, after the big crash, when Jamie Foxx uh, robs the guy's phone, yes. it's probably one of the best <gasps> Oh, the way he reacts when he throws the gun I've ever seen. Quality, it? It's aye, aye, so aye. good. I, ho- I hope that guy gets some more work out. And of that. he probably sprained quite a few muscles then. That, that should yeah. be in his like kind of his acting reel. Aye, I'm sure. Oh, it, it was good. Aye. I'm sure yeah. that's the only thing in his acting reel. It's really, really good. <laughs> Definitely, man. So, uh, quite, I mean, just quickly wrap this up. Yeah, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith. She get pass marks. Aye, aye everyone gets. Mm-hmm. Good. I, I don't think MD's bad. No. Yeah. Matt Ruffalo, Matt Ruffalo just looks weird. Aye, he's not he bad. Is. He just looks weird. They fucked it with that fucking. I don't know. What, I don't know whose idea it was. It's fucking daft. They literally got like the guy, like the the makeup artist, the costume people out of college who went right. He's a Latino undercover. What do you want him to look like? And the guy's like, ah, hmm, let me think. Get the brow cream. Go to no, brow like cream. Uh, leather jacket. Earring <laughs> done. Muscle killer thing. Aye. <laughs> uh, the the soundtracks. Interesting. Interesting. Because right. there isn't really a score that much, but that's the same for most Michael Mann films. Yeah. Um, the first tune you get is, the, the really noticeable tune you get is Hands of Time by Groove Armada, mm-hmm. and yep. it just works so well, man. It's so good. That's a great song, man. Um, that's when you've got your kind of, your LA kind of helicopter shots. and oh, your, loves that shit, uh, uh, yeah. Your kind of, like, the rat race well not really a rat race because it's during the night but you, you get ah, of me. course yeah. um, hustle and bustle and then we get to um, the, the jazz the jazz part so I'm sure you, you have stuff to talk about with that we certainly do um, so the, the um, it's not real jazz <laughs> oh you no. talk about the guy playing it everyone, everyone no, hates oh, that for I'm some reason anything, yeah. see the abuse but, that guy gets I'm literally not talking about anything like the, the, no I mean the soundtrack I think is it's very like we're gonna we're gonna go in more detail, but we'll just keep it to this. And this is one of the things that's just so Michael Mann. 
which is um, that combination of um, really, really striking, beautiful cinematic score, and then like driving a lot of four-four like driving beats accompanied mm. by a car or a helicopter or something that just denotes general coolness. Aye, it's just um, cool. <clears throat> and, it, and and it works. It works a charm. Um, I mean, not not to take any away from Big Mick, but like. If you've got a helicopter flying over early, early at night, the fucking, fucking, I don't know, Teletubbies Christmas fucking CD I would, idea where you're going would sound great. I it would look cool as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Well, like a, lot, a large part of that is just what's happening on screen, and uh, and there's there's various bits that are kind of like just. I mean, obviously one of us goes down in legend for us that we've always spoke about the fever nightclub thing is like it's just classic, isn't it? Paul Longfold. Um, Paul Longfold. Uh, um, ready, steady, go. So you've got that that mix of stuff that's just very Michael Mann, very like metropolitan electronic music and stuff like that, and and a score by James Newton. What's his name? James Newton Howard. Aye, which is also brilliant. It has to be said. Uh, it's good, but it's just it's just not there very much. It's, Aye, it's, 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 it's a really it, it's a really quiet. It's there at important moments. It's a though. really really quiet film, like, yep. and then you get like the the proper proper mm-hmm. um, like the gunshots are like the loudest gunshots Aye. in any film yes. like ever. Aye. Aye, like really fucking uh, like fucking um, they're in the middle of LA, like which Aye. must just be definitely loud at all times. Yet these gunshots are. Uh, I mean, uh, and an assassin that doesn't use a fucking silencer. I mean, it's a one jazz guy I know, but I'm talking about when he fucking pops the two homies. That was just kind of though. It wasn't expect. Yo, homie. No one. No one. Tom, please Sorry, never say it. homie no, again. No one should be able to get away with that. Like that is just so bad. But it's also brilliant. So. Um, I, I, that, so that was kind of off the cuff. So he's obviously not got his silence already. Yes. But also, it can adds into. Um, I wrote it down. Oh, Cruz says that Ellie is sprawled out and disconnected. Yes. So, and his whole story about someone on the this the kind of was it the M um, whatever train? MTA. Uh, the guy MTA. who dies in yeah. the Nazis for six hours. So it's pretty much like you know gunshots go off, people don't care type thing. Now you can picture that on Ellie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I true. I would. I would actually. I uh, never thought about that. Actually, one, time. Well, apparently this is another kind of daft thing I read that. You know, they, when Fox throws the briefcase over, mm-hmm. apparently that's like a, basically the Harry fucking gangland oh, LA. Right. Right. And they had to like shut it off Aye. for two days for Tom Cruise running up. Oh, that, that, wait, that's where we, we do our deals. Aye. What are you talking about? No, no deals, just kept shooting each other. All right, oh, sorry. Aye, aye. So the, the crips were pa- crips pati- and patiently waiting for aye. Patiently waiting to, <laughs> to get when, back when's, in the playground. When's Tam going to finish so that we can have a, a gun battle? <laughs> fucking hell, right up. <laughs> Here's a fun game um, that you can play with collateral. Um, how many Michael Mannerisms, mannerisms you might say? Michael um, Mannerisms, I like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when did you think of that? Did you... Actually, right there, Danny. That's super well right. done. How many Michael Mannerisms can we spot in this film? I, I would like it's... to start with. Okay. Uh, we'll just go around the table and see what. Mm. I would like to start with um, no one owning curtains or blinds of any kind. <laughs> Never, that, like, never in any Michael Mann film does anyone have curtains or blinds. Like, just always at night, just no matter what you're doing, walking about, there it is, Ellie in the background. That's like Tarantino with his feet. That's his... Right, there you, right. you got a Michael Mannerism there, Roscoe? Neon, neon. loads of neon. Loads oh, of neon. Time, right. loads of neon. I don't know about individual ones, but it's, I think it, Ross might disagree with folk might say heat, but I think it's, I think it's the most Michael Mann 
Arism uh, film in his career. I think so. Just it's like, and like, we may as well talk about it, and it's because of the cameras, like the, right. the, the HD I mean, cameras. I, I, I would like to add that you guys have obviously no thought about your Michael Manorisms. I've got a couple of my Michael Manorisms. Cool. Another one would be having giant shootouts in extremely crowded public places uh, where no civilians get hurt. And, and also, for some reason, <laughs> it takes people about 15 minutes to run away from them. That's right. Either Even though they're right next to them. Scattering, uh, aye, like people, people constantly running. Right. Past them. That's it. To be fair, they, they really like gunshots on a Michael Manor as well. Yeah, definitely. I would also add into that um, concrete as uh, a Michael yeah. Manorism. The, the, the city as a character. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And the greyness of the city as a character. Mm. Aye, it's grey, grey. The film's like, the film's grey and orange. Aye. Grey and orange look. Aye, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. You've got the, the mutual respect between the kind of the good character and the of bad course, character. That's a, that's that's, a Michael Mannerism. Yeah, that's great in a few of them. That's, that's a Michael Mannerism. That's, a, that's, a, that's probably. Yeah. I mean, also, do, do you think. Fucking that, hell, that is in so many things, isn't it? Do you think you've that, got um, Pacino and De Niro? Ah, of course, you've got Manhunter. Mammy Vice, I suppose, is the mm. pay from the pay for them. But, uh, I was okay. going to say, do you think that this is. Um, do you think that there's there's a I, I have a feeling that there's kind of a like a almost a callback to Miami Vice with the way that that uh, Tom's dressed? No, it's a callback to he, he's wearing the same. Oh, it's Neil. It's Neil. So Neil is. Macaulay, yeah. I don't this, I think that. this could almost be in the same um, universe as, as he. Oh, definitely, aye, aye, because he's wearing like the. I don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a grey suit. No, ah, it's aye, aye, definitely. So he's got that very, very crisp white shirt. It's yeah. definitely a... Yeah. Aye. And the, even, the, even the fucking grey hair. Wow, there you go. Eh? But this, Interesting. this does Neaton. have the kind of the realism as well. He's not he's not one for like explosions and stuff for no nah. reason. And, nah. You know, it's, a lot of it's like real. And see, even down to this, see like the... Um, the Mozambique drill and stuff like that yep. is so good, you know. And this is like pre John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, it's uh, um, Neil versus Vincent. Who wins in the fight? Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> I, I don't think Neil would even fight him. He'd be. Was it he says? Yeah, like, he'd be around the corner nah, or something. Aye. 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 aye, true. Actually, I never thought he'd just he'd just do a wee arm it. He'd just aye. dip it. And we've saw De Niro fighting in um, Irishman, so... <laughs> so some scrapper on you, jeez, oh, man. Uh, so Funny mess. I think Tim Cruise have done that. Tim Cruise just battered the living daylights out here. Michael Mannerism. It's an extremely Michael Mann film, this. Ah, um, it's the most for me, To, yeah. the, to the nth degree. It's, it's and he's definitely known it, isn't he? Film. Oh, definitely. Has he done Public Enemy. Ah, he's never seen it. Uh, Black Hat. Um... Not sure. I mean, see, see, considering the guy, he's older than you think, can't he? Oh, I mean, I think he's he's about ages with like Ridley Scott and stuff like that. I'm sure he was like, cause he well, like eighty three. Well, he came over to London and he kind of studied over here and he got his start doing adverts and then into TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he got divorced and then moved back to America and that's when he got into like kind of uh, doing Miami Vice and stuff. Let's um, check. I would say I'd say he's about seventy. I, I had no, I had no but, idea. But, but, the, but the guy, he's he's only actually made. Like that have went to the cinema, mm. um, something like eleven films. Aye, and he's which entirely is family. insane. Aye, he is seventy-eight. Wow! Oh go. Jesus Christ! I did not know that. Mm. But it's, inter- about, it's interesting for, for when you think about it. But though this is eighteen, mm-hmm. seventeen-year-old. Sorry, but, but it's still interesting for a guy to make a film like that in two thousand and four. When you think about it, because it's so much rooted in the eighties and rooted in the aesthetic of. Like late seventies, early eighties films. 
like especially LA films. Like it's if you look at how Tarantino treats LA, mm. he well, treats more was... like in a like a he's more thinking back to his childhood, like the sixties and the seventies. Whereas like for a guy at his age at that point, it's still interesting for him to sort of go back to. Well, he'd have been in his prime at that point. No, no, but it's it's a lot of... I was going to say, so in the Rewatchables episode of this, right, they call it, like, the most LA film of all time. And it's probably Mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood now. It is now, aye. But um, I I, I definitely get what they they mean by that. I think it's just because Michael Mann's kind of cornered that market, hasn't he? Like, of the... I mean, with this and Heat, you're... They're not going to get in any more LA than... than... Uh, Like, when you think about how many... Like how many you're saying the city's a character when you think about how many that's the case for New York, which there this was originally meant to be in New York, and I'm glad they didn't because oh, it's 100%. just it would just be fucking because yeah, I have free would now exist. Oh, exactly, yeah. they, they they talk about you know certain directors pretty much owning oh. certain cities. Yeah. So New York, you could say it's either Scorsese or uh, Woody Allen at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's I Spike Lee as well. Um, although he, I don't know if he'd maybe be more Brooklyn. Um, uh, there's Christopher Nolan apparently Chicago's his place oh, um, and people said look Michael Mann that's his is LA yep. mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else has really claimed David that. Lynch is a bit LA isn't he? I would say so aye but he's that kind of oh, fuck, I could be fucking aye. LA in a, another universe exactly. Ross Crawford Craig Nuke <laughs> right now he's just gave away what I do on my Saturday nights <laughs> Oscar for does Craig now. <laughs> right, so we'll just get to the, the look then. So, I mean, uh, this film was notable not just for its brilliance, but um, for the fact that it was the first um, film in the cinemas that was filmed with these newfangled HD cameras, which were known as Viper cameras or something like that. Like, like cool, uh, cool name for a camera. Thompson Viper Film Stream. Sounds great, I like it. it. I like it. A big, a big Thompson Viper there. Um, now, I was thinking about this a lot, right? And the, to me, when I first, like, so when I first watched the film, <clears throat> I think you had given me, it, and it was Blu-ray or DVD, right? DVD, I think. Blu-ray. So that was the first time I seen it. Now, by that point, it would have been on an HD screen or something like that, right? But I feel as if maybe the sort of drastic look of the film because when you do see it in Blu-ray it is drastic like even in comparison to films that come out today not just not because of clarity but just because of like the frame rate how it looks kind of it looks super liquidy and smooth but when I first watched that or sorry before that when it first came out sorry I meant to say um, HD screens wouldn't have really have like properly proliferated at that point remember you used to have HD ready not we're talking 2004 so not everybody would have been watching that on an HD screen no so unless you went to go to the the, the the cinema, I think that wouldn't have been as much a big deal. Well, I think... Um, so I'll, obviously, I don't know when i seen it. So I don't know if i seen it when I was 13, so let's call it maybe 14, right? So I'm not like... I'm not the kind of... the movie kind of Yoda that I am now. <laughs> so I think this is maybe the first film I maybe noticed uh, cinematography... Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like uh, photography, and I thought, because ah, sure, right. obviously, like we know, we, we notice it now and in, in everything that we watch. But back then, I just thought, this is different. This is really, really different. And it looks like, really like, like, like a documentary. Aye, aye, there's that element to it as um, well. Yeah. And I just noticed that, and I think that stuck with me. And I think it's why I, why I love it. Uh, 
But do you do you remember having any reaction to the the, I, the, I, the picture, the clarity of the image, or I don't know. Um, I I would say so. I probably yeah. not as much, but it definitely it's definitely so strong that it comes through in anything. Aye, how about you, Roscoe? Um, well, first you need to remember that it's not all been shot That's on right. these Viper cameras. A lot you of can the, tell. We can tell when it changes. A lot of the kind of indoor stuff yeah, um, yeah. is just done on thirty millimeter. Um, it's in particular that the the external car shots I think are, are mostly oh, you can, you can really see it. Aye, uh, absolutely. It's, it's really I think mostly was using it for the kind of landscape yep. kind of shots and apparently it was given a kind of deeper a deeper focus showing the kind of lights of the city in a better way and for all the people who were kind of nerdy at the time they must have absolutely loved it because mm-hmm. it's kind of shown oh yeah, yeah shown this like so differently than anything else done before and he must have loved it as well because he's like a lot of cities and stuff like that yeah. you know and you can tell how popular it got because those when I was watching this again those helicopter shots um, you see near enough the exact same like so the following the car maybe not as precise but in Zodiac yep. I mean it's more precise yep. when yep. you know it's going through these kind of grid streets That's and everything so that was another thing I was going to ask do we know some of the other films that have well that used, used the same camera so that was um, and it used that same overhead shot which was quite I cool can totally, I, I, um, I can totally see it now as well you know some but, of the others Roscoe? I'm not sure some of the others but this was the kind of as it was coming in and the, the big thing that like kind of because, because this kind of HD because it was it took so long to come in because digital took so long to catch up with the actual the, the quality, the quality. and when it did it became so much easier because like David Fincher says that he could sit and edit Zodiac using like basic software Sorry. on his Apple computer. Yeah, you know, and back in the day they'd film dailies. They'd, you know, they'd film all the stock and then they'd go and watch the dailies and see what they'd shot that mm-hmm. day. That's that, eh? And sometimes it could be absolutely <coughs> fucking useless. Aye, mm-hmm. that's it. Whereas, that's why they used to end up taking you know aye, whereas, two years to make a film. Aye. Aye, whereas yeah, nowadays yeah. they can literally film something and watch it back there and then. Aye. And say mm-hmm. like right, you're not sticking bits of film together. For no. so. I mean, I, I did notice quite a lot of shots where it was. Um, there, there is a lot. I mean, I don't know. You have to remember that this, like every sort of camera, I suppose, is different. Even if it says that it's the same specs or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There are elements to this that I think, like especially with movement and stuff like that, that you notice that are quite, quite jarring. Mm-hmm. I, I think actually, it's 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 almost. <clears throat> There's a realism to it, which is it almost becomes an artistic effect in a sense, because it's it's very like clear and dry and real, and you feel yeah. as if you're there. But that kind of takes you out your comfort zone a wee bit because you're so used to watching films that that don't have that like almost as if there's no screen between you and the. That's what this feels like. It's, it's quite strange. See, I can see why there's not been that many that, that Aye, use that like camera maybe because not wanted to use it because it feels it, like you're. You, if you use that camera, face. if you use that camera, you want you you're definitely wanting a certain look. Been, and Zodiac's a good example because it's try to be gritty and mm-hmm. um, again like a documentary. Yeah. Like you see yep. all these murder documentaries now, and like aye, that, aye, that aye, could aye, be aye, one. True crime stuff. Aye, aye, so. There does seem to be there is almost like a kind of a grain to this. There's it's like a haze. Aye, you know, definitely. Because like, um, it's definitely gets a unique look even even when you compare it to stuff like Zodiac it's, it's unique and it's just, I can't just, just visually really really 
I nice. don't think I can think any any other film looks like it like at all, and that's like an unbelievable achievement. Right, neither can I really. It's it's kind of stood out on its own in terms of like what. Even if you put put those cameras aside and like, I mean, you can go and buy the camera and make the film. It says a lot that this film has has stayed so relevant and been so well thought of, considering it's completely completely unique. Look, I it could have it could have been released last year, aye. for sure. Mm-hmm. Aye, oh definitely, absolutely. Man. And Tom Cruise was still looking the same. Yeah, so, so Jamie Foxx to be fair. So, um, Public Enemies, you mentioned. Yep, that used it. Yeah. Um, again, Zodiac, obviously. Again, like you can tell. Aye. Mm-hmm. Um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I've seen that. Aye. That was, so it's I a venture, it. obviously. Yep. Really liked it. And and the Miami Vice uh, film. Don't stop. And the Miami Vice. Oh film. god, well, see, I think that's the definitely the closest. Because yep. that that yeah. that looks the same, but it's in a different kind of bit more colourful. Of course, yeah. aye, this, so, is, this is mostly dark aye. darkness. Aye. So something I'm not usually a big fan of in these types of films is um, superfluous um, intellectual mumbo jumbo. Um, <laughs> however. Um, well, I'll see. However, I'm not really completely sure where I stand on this, so let's just let's just talk about. It. So, there's obviously underlying themes um, in the film, um, including but not limited to um, morality, fate, trauma, um, life and death, um, the meaning or lack thereof of of existence. Um, Martin, what do we think about it in this particular case with collateral? Is it all right, or is it bang out of order? <laughs> it's definitely all right, but it takes a few it takes a few viewings to. Mm. To see him, because like the first, the first few times you watch it, you're just watching it for fucking hell. Tom Cruise is so cool, and that film is awesome. But then you, <laughs> uh, you watch it a few times, and then you, it's, it's, it's chock full of them. Mm. But I don't get like I think it's a bit on the nose, though, don't you? Mm, no, it probably is a bit on the nose, but it's, uh, yeah. I don't. It doesn't it does it bother me? Let's go. Because it is. It's like a sorry. It's basically like a, like a character study. It could be a play. Because like, it could, it could I, be like, I, I, just the two of them yeah, yeah, yeah. in a theatre and in a back seat. And I, it's I just, would definitely go and see a fucking... Like, um, fucking right. Aye, 100%. Because like, like, uh, if you think about it, an action film, um, half, the, half the films, them sitting in a car talking. Exactly, aye. So I think you need you need room for stuff like that. Um, otherwise, what are they going to be talking about? Imagine going to see that, didn't it? Fucking Motherwell, Motherwell Theatre. Fucking, uh, Tom Cruise staying in the fucking... <laughs> amazing. That's good. Day the running. Um, the, there's always a, a danger, like when you're you watch films and you want to kind of go kind of deep into it, that you're going to see things that just you know the, the directors just get. It's just a happy coincidence, you know. Some of them are quite happy, like you know, say ah, if that's what you if you take anything from it, then that's good, mm. like battering fine. There's other people that will just swear at you and tell you to fuck off and not be stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's loads of things. I mean, I think all the fate all that kind of angle in life and death I think that's all like meant but then you can kind of dig further like if you wanted and you could kind of say right okay is there like comments on like kind of class totally you know um, also um, uh, being a product of your environment mm-hmm. like Cruz growing up with his dad beating him and well, all so that it's trauma it's, yeah. I, so it's oh, yeah. a major reason why which is a, which, which, way, which is like a wide and varied kind of reason or, or sh- social shaping factor in general which is um, that's definitely a trope when it comes to movie 100%, assassins 100% aye um, there's there's some some people think there's a, a kind of like a post 9-11 spin in this as well you know where Max is 
the kind of average US citizen, and he's he's um, kind of oblivious to what goes on around about him. Same as you know what uh, Vincent says, mm-hmm. and then the moment that body comes crashing down on him, it's like the realization that right. you know this stuff could happen is, is right yeah. and about him. You know, because Vincent is kind of like the guy who's who's forcing him to, to like sort of think this way like this could happen this oh, is yeah. real life wake the fuck up blah 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 and like he's just he's happy to be you know ignorant not ignorant the wrong word um, he's happy to be oblivious oh, of, yeah. of, you know, he definitely is he's, he's, mean, he might not be totally happy in his job and he wants to to do the limo thing and all that but yeah. he, he does he like he's been making any excuses and all that he's like oh you need this you need that and all that he's been doing it for 12 years so he's quite happily just I think everyone can kind of relate to the fact that um, some sort of traumatic experience or whatever. I think that's maybe the this is maybe the kind of um, duality of the film, which is that they're trying to you know the the, tra- the trauma theme. Well, you can have a traumatic experience that can that can either make you go in Tom Cruise's direction mm. or can make you go in the direction of chasing your dreams and turning yourself around and seeing the life. Ironically, seeing the world for what it actually is, but using it. Aye. As 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 a good thing to, to bet yourself and blah blah blah. So this this film is showing showing you that happening to Jamie Fox, mm-hmm. um, where he's having this traumatic experience, but it's framing reframing things for him in such a way that he's going Which to he's going to become imp- better. It's impressive considering that's what <coughs> over the space of like eight hours or something. Aye, you, you do forget that. Aye, um, I mean, I mean it, like we've kind of mentioned, it's almost like a therapy session, <laughs> you know, and sitting in the sitting yeah, in the seat and but Max does see as I say like kind of Tom Cruise is, is leading it and Max sees whether or not like he's an evil person he sees aspects of his personality and his definitely out view outlook in life and everything that he 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 wants for himself you know what I mean he wants to have that kind of yeah go and do things and be a master of his own fate and I mean it's quite funny that he's most of the time he's speaking to him it's through a mirror yeah so, yeah yeah, um, yeah but that gets turned as well at the end when Max starts questioning Vincent's kind of worldview. Yep. You know, what What if they were, what if I was to put a gun at your head and ask you what that guy over there was thinking, you couldn't do it, and mm-hmm. it, he starts panicking, and that's yeah, the, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. the big turning point. Mm-hmm. It's a clever film. Oh, definitely, man. Now it's time for pure, pure quality. And what else is it time for? Pure, pure shite. So it is. Pure quality and pure shite. And I'm going to mix it up a wee bit here. I was thinking about this all day, by the way, right? I have a, like, I'm going, there's got to be an overlap because I just feel as if we've been talking about this film for years, right? Aye. And well, I feel we know, as if there's only two things that it could be. Yeah, well, right? well, well and, and that's, why, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm going to go fucking first, right? Right, go for it, go for it. Marty's in first. So my pure quality <laughs> is, right, do you want to see if you can guess it? Then? Well, it's only, it's only two things it can be. Okay, it, good. it depends how specific you're being. Right, my pure quality is. It's either, it's either no, the. No, let, let me see. Let me see. Right, okay. My pure quality is the, the alley shooting. Oh, you homie, where's the. Is that you, my briefcase? Aye, not necessarily that part, but <laughs> the. Uh, the the yo homie, where's my briefcase part when he. He takes the, he can, he takes the guy down and draws and kills the two guys. That's just. That's fucking... awesome, my pure quality as well. So there you go. Yes, Yay. I knew it would be. I fucking knew it would be. And, and as another wee kind of cool side note to that, apparently. I know, I know. I think it could be bullshit, but I choose to believe it. Is that? I, know, I think I know what Tom Cruise yeah. was so impressive 
uh, drawing his gun and handling the gun that LAPD actually uses it in footage to train fucking cops. Is, is that no? I thought that was... Um, that was Terminator? No, no, no. no. I, I thought it was um, Val Kilmer in Heat. That, that's that's to how to hold a gun, I'm pretty sure. Alright, okay. Because he, he's getting an assault fucking rifle, whereas, whereas, uh, whereas Tam's getting a, a wee Glock. So, so Michael Mann, he's not actually making films, he's just making trading oh. videos. Instructional videos for the LAPD. And how to kill black people. Oh, hey. Well. What? What? <laughs> you Your go. homie. You got my briefcase? I'll, 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 I'll put it in. And the size of, uh, sorry, the size of the... the size of... Has dick? No. <laughs> well, that I know. Uh, I, the, the, how loud the gunshots are and just how quick he is and that you're just like fucking right, the other guy's still struggling with his in his belt and Aye. he's like that too late mate it's, mm. a, it's the first bit of direct violence you see in the film that's true when you yeah. get to Aye. see just how capable oh I totally is. and it's, it, it's, it's it, it may have been very impressive but at the end of the day can he, it fucks him a wee bit because it was it so good that Ruffalo goes like that. This is a professional. It's a professional. Yeah, so exactly. that can he? Yeah. Um, right. So, but, but, but do you want to talk in about it? Or we skip. I you? mean, the cats at, at the bag. That that was my pure quality. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fire straight out to Ross here so that we can go and talk about some other cool shit. So Ross, what was your pure quality? Well, again, it's I can narrow it down, but I mean, it's it's the nightclub. Mm. Oh, that's um, the fever. It's, it's, it's so let, let's, let's narrow it down to two specific bits that I love. One's the the leg break. Oh, oh it's so good! I'm going to put the sound in. <laughs> the sound. I love the fact that see the see for that. <laughs> the, the foley for that must be. It's that's clearly a bit of celery, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 got to be a carrot or a like a, an overripe carrot that's got loads of moisture or a bit of celery, because mm-hmm. the sound it makes is horrific. <laughs> it's so like, like an inverted knee. <laughs> Just so like, 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 oh, just split the leg in her. Sick. So bad. Um, so either that bit or penalty Rangers. <laughs> um, the the other guy that he kills, where I mean you don't see him doing this, but he stamps on the guy's head and That's see, right, see the look on his face aye. when he does it. It's like he's, just, do you know what? He's inconvenienced. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's like as it's amazing what he does because it's like a he's kind of like he's. Fucking, I have to do this. Like, Inconvenience is like a good way. I'd say he's more like kind of he's like pumped up. Yeah, he's, he he's, he's like it reminded me of that to relate it to a kind of comedy. Um, for him to watch, he's always sunny when yep. Dennis gives his golden oh, god speech. It's aye. very similar. Yeah, you and see then the neck bulge. Yeah, There's and the, the neck bulge. Aye, the the, yeah. the grimace. Yes, I also love the the kill when he's lying on the floor with the gun between his legs that's mm. fucking cool stabbing the guy in the leg that's, aye, that's he's, another great scream aye cause he's in like he's in like a three way can he that's right so aye. he grabs something and aye. he pulls a wee dagger out and ah even, even the way that whole kind of like sequence ends when uh, Ruffalo's character aye, just, gets killed just like just out of yeah that mm, so it's time for pure shit you can go first this thing right, okay. because mine's is pretty shit I mean I said we were going to get on to it so uh, listen this, the pure quality and pure shit section is where we really get to have our own opinions so please hold back your bullshit just with this right fucking defence so as the the scene where he kills the jazz guy like that whole thing where I had him having an interest in jazz and that I felt the whole thing was pointless 
Like, he could have took that out of the film and it would have been totally fine and don't you fucking say elsewise because, seriously, it was just a... Filmmakers love to throw jazz in just as a thing of, like, oh, he's also an artistic intellectual and well, it's like... Just because he's a guy that kills people, can he not just be a guy that kills people? Like, they have to put this fucking thing in. To and be then, fair, if it's going to be music, though, you wouldn't want him to be, like, loving disco or something, you know? I would love that. Well, well that would... Imagine that, he killed fucking one of the guys for Abba. I reckon that would be, like... There'd be some, I don't know, see if it was just a fleeting thing, like, the, like uh, by very fleeting, I mean, like, you went to, like, a, I don't know, like, a polka <laughs> night or something like that, uh-huh. and it's just like, oh, I just really like this, and then it just cuts to something else as a bit of comedy, but the fact that they have to have this in-depth conversation about Miles Davis, and it's, like, just throwing all the the Wikipedia, like, well, where did Miles Davis go? Like, like everybody and their fucking granny knows he went to Juilliard, it's like... It's extremely annoying, and then it's like, oh no, he actually did this. Girl. It fucking does my nothing. Because you, know, you literally hear, um, just, you hear this in every film where jazz is brought up, you hear all of those tropes, and it does my fucking tits in. Do you want to know why it's not pointless? You, you might be right, and everyone you're seen there, do you want to know why it's not pointless? But, because Cruz is amazing in that scene. He's fucking I mean, terrifying. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying, like, see the kill and all that? Like, I'm not saying that isn't cool or whatever, I'm just saying that entire section. It's just that annoying wee left turn that they put in to make it to to try and make. But the are you more annoyed that it's that, or are you more annoyed that it's jazz? Oh, both. Like uh, they're equally annoying because. Nah, because he's too good in it to to take it. Like, but yeah, right. It could have been anything though. Like, are you more annoyed it's that just, it's jazz? It's just, it's, it's just aye. And also, I don't know if it was maybe a. If it was maybe a, I, I, I could be totally wrong, but it'd be interesting if it was a sort of wee, a, a deliberate thing for Michael Mann if he's got to put jazz in. I, Doubt it because of how super, like how sort of superficial the information was about about uh, jazz and Miles Davis in general, but about it being in LA because like the whole thing is associated with New York, mm. like that era anyway of bebop and Charlie Parker and Miles Davis and that kind of stuff is associated with New York like extremely. Um, so I don't know if there was maybe a thing there with that that we're going to a smoky jazz club, but it's in LA. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think jazz is starting <coughs> to to become a thing in earlier. It has been. Oh, no, no, definitely. No, 100% has. I'm just, I, I, uh, I don't mean now, I mean that era. So they were talking about uh, Miles Davis. So the, the, the 60s. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was, was an entirely Greenwich Village. What I took for it was that Crenshaw was some kind of jazz hotbed or something back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I mean. <coughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel as if that. But I feel as if Big Baz, Barry Shabaka, shout it. Um, if you're listening, Big Man, Big Man, um, I, I feel as if, uh, I feel as if stuff like that. You know, I don't know how to feel about it. Been a wee bit like, let's just. Get has the reali- realization in his face, but it's that is pretty cool. But you know, I don't know. No, I'm not annoyed. The, the way he sort of like the, the talking about Mills Davis walking that kind of stuff, stuff like that. Just doesn't sit right with me at all, man. It's like just deliver the deliver it all matter of fact. Like if you're the crusty old jazz guy, like you, it's just the way he talks about it seems to be a wee bit like <clears throat> I don't know. It's a bit forced. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever considered that he's lying though? Well, I maybe not. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I think that's the thing. You're meant to decide whether mm-hmm. he's talking mm-hmm. shit. Aye, perhaps, and that's maybe the, the, the reason that, that Cruz is kind of having that interaction with him is because he's actually going, oh, are you still full of shit, mate? Aye, because this you, guy... Day, are you still full of shit? This Aye. guy's made his career through <coughs> having yeah, yeah, supposedly yeah, yeah, yeah. known him. Yeah. And I think that I think that's the way to decide. 
I mean, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, um, and maybe that, maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Uh, um, but I just feel as if you could have took that entire scene at the film when it, when it no, because he's happens. too good, man. He's so good, now. Right, Roscoe. <laughs> um, again, I was. I know we we try and be more specific, so I'm I'm gonna say this one, but it's not. Uh, I was just gonna say the police in general. Oh, the because, fucking because every time it cuts to that, it's just like, right? Can we just get back to? Kind of Vincent and Max now, please. I love it. I love them just get like a jet. Like in so many of these films, right? See whatever the whatever the group of like the the task force that's dealing with like surveillance. They're just in like a like random warehouse somewhere, mm. like oh, just yeah, yeah. watching. They've just got hundreds of screens set up in some like fucking back room, or, like yeah. random yeah. warehouse facility. They've also got like, amazing microphones pointed directly at the the doorman in that nightclub. I love that man. Um, it's just that is that is a callback into to like fucking eighties stuff and all that. Yeah. Where like how, how the fuck are they setting this up? Like there was no wireless microphones left back there. How are they doing this? Like just some guy across the street, like right. you say, like boom microphone. Like, I've got your lads. <laughs> So that that's like more a, a general. Um, so my specific one is the, the we've mentioned it before the Black Peter monologue. And I, I think he's I think phoned that in man. I think part of them's fine, but part of my problem with it is is that Felix, Felix knows. I mean, okay, he doesn't know that like, Max isn't Vincent, but mm-hmm. he knows that Vincent is a contract killer. Yes, ex special services. <laughs> yep. Like, He's been doing this for six years. You know, the guy is very, very dangerous. And he starts telling him, what, starts asking him if he believes in Humpty Dumpty and then tells him this daft story and everything. Do you know, like, do you know Roscoe, I agree with you. fucking furious. Do you know why, though? Shop. Do you know why? Because people don't talk like that. <clears throat> I, I, it, it, it does kind of bug See, especially in stuff, I don't mind that. Humans don't talk like that to see each when, other. And like, yeah. See, when you're watching James Bond and stuff like that, you know, you expect, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. When you're trying to ground something, but then does reality. it. And Skyfall, when he's talking about the rats in the barrel Aye. and all that, and you're like, ah, this is great, this is Bond. Aye. This didn't need it at all. Nah. No, no, when it's you're trying to have something. Real. Real, yeah. I didn't like it either. Right, so, you know, I'll maybe, I'll maybe take back my criticism. You, and and that scene is good, though. I don't, I don't, I, maybe, okay, maybe I'm a bit harsh to say that Bardem himself phoned it in, but I think they've tried, maybe this is just something that's kind of been almost misdirected, mis, miscalculated, because I feel as if they've clearly said to him, you're a, because see his delivery and everything, it's it's almost like Anton Chigurh, isn't it? See if you, see if you listen to how he sp- speaks in this. Mm-hmm. It's the softness, and he only really raises his voice a wee bit to say "fucking furious" to him, right? But it's the softness, and they've kind of said to him, "Look, you're super soft-spoken, but you're terrifying, blah blah, blah and you're the boss." And it's just no quite came across. I that know way. exactly it why they've done it. It looks as if it couldn't give a fuck. I know exactly why they've done it. They've basically <laughs> tried. To, they've basically they're basically going right. Bardem's going to be in this for ten minutes. How can we give him a personality in ten minutes? I make him nonchalant. I wait. Um, we'll, we'll make him see this, and just people don't speak like that and stuff. I know what you mean. Either it's just it's it just happens a, in loads of things. It's, it's, it's a screenwriting thing, I think. It totally is, and it doesn't some, translate. Uh, somebody's just like, oh, this will sound, this will sound really so cool. much. I mean, it's it's the whole Maximus Decimus Meridius thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Right. No, Fuck off. He pulled that off. Ah, he did. Pull you off in a minute. Oh. Has that? Have we done? Is that as I done pure shit then? No. Oh, you always, then. It always does this to me. Sorry, man. Um, mine's is um, 
Max try to get in contact with Annie at the end in the phone battery, is it? Why? Because this film's it's too too intelligent for for a daft thing like that. So he, steal, like, he steals the phone off a guy. So it's not his phone. I know, but Why would it be fully charged? No, but but it, it, it stops at the... Right, right, right. It's like old moment. <coughs> no, really that though, I would think the more annoying thing is that the whole time he's looking at a low battery, my battery, he's not running towards the thing to save her. He only decides to do that when the phone dies. So he's willing to gamble. He's like, oh, he actually shows you the wee bar like at, at nothing, basically, and he's still talking to her. But rather than using that time on the phone to run towards and help her, he's still stood miles away, and he waits till it dies to run. That's that's more annoying to me. No, it's, 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 <coughs> it's, the film's too... It's a bit cheap for a film like this, I would say. But there is a few things. I'm not saying these are bad things, but... Um, Vincent makes some makes some shit, stupid decisions on 100%. this. Yeah. Like, see at the very end, I was thinking, why does he turn all the lights off in the fucking building? It's not as if he can see in the fucking dark. Aye, I know. <laughs> Is that not the end part though? He stop her phoning out. The, the phone lines are different off. for the hangwheel. I think it died. He's using a fucking axe to cut through them. I don't think he's being very. Also, mm, shout out to accurate. him jumping through the gas and falling in the chair. That was funny. Oh, that aye, that's that's mad. That but. Looks so so. It, it looks like he potentially like fucking breaks his hip. He probably didn't, but it's true, isn't he? Just fucking aye. Continues. Just injected like I don't know uh, fetus aye. DNA into him to, to, fetus to heal DNA. it. DNA, fucking hell, man. Probably doing that right now as we speak, isn't he? Well, he's doing something. Stem, <laughs> stem cell milkshake. Aye. <laughs> right, so injected you've, it in his So you've clearly got some other cool shit you want to mention. I just want. I just want to rather like, like this. Some certain things that I love. Let's just rattle through, right? Mm. I love the the guy, the Asian guy at the Fever nightclub, the boss guy. Well, this mayhem is going on, just sitting in his seat the whole time, uh, like a boss for a video game. Uh, like, so uh, you've got to fight through all the <laughs> all the henchmen, not like to get to him, and then he just he's still sitting there, just gets shot, shot in the fucking face. Like, like he's not even made a. In fact, it kill. actually shows you him sort of groaning and stuff, like try to try to move. He's like, oh, and it. He, he can't even he can't even get up so they've, they've tried to make it look like he's so fat and he can't even get up out of his seat and he just sits there and takes the bullets man uh, I'll show I'll give a shout out to the, the car crash man yeah. that is a proper cool stunt that is a top of the stunt that is good F- full marks for not going like stupid with it and making it slow motion and stuff like that or, or explode or something yeah, <coughs> yeah. yeah. It, was yeah. Like a, it was like a proper car crash mm-hmm. and, and Cruz looks fucked up after it I've, I, I I read and again this is Probably bullshit, but apparently the two of them were in that car. When it Fuck done. off. That's what I thought. Like Tom Cruise, no way, man. In That's fact, he, he was probably fucking driving it. But... Like, I was dead, eh? Nah, no way, man. He's driving it, he's dressed up like Jimmy Fox. I know. <laughs> Black, blacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Method actor. Please let it be true. <laughs> That's not true, man. Fucking hell. That's out by the They're always sunny and swapped just for that one scene. <laughs> oh, man. Riggs. Riggs. You might have, might have made. <laughs> Murder. So fucking good. Right, other cool shit that happens. Um, we've talked about Chris's gun gun technique. Mm. Fucking awesome. Um, I liked him hanging off the back of the... I, oh, the that train. was cool. Oh, that, you could tell it was to him, though. He proper goes full Terminator. He, he, My dad said that. Aye. My dad said that. Mm-hmm. He says it turns into a horror film at the end. It kind of does. And it does. Because his whole expression, his face changes. Yeah, like, it does. It becomes more like... It's almost like a... Like a Mike Myers slash T1000 kind of like I'm just unstoppable. I'm just, aye, 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 aye. Uh, except he's very stoppable. Um, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> and, and you know, I, 
I mean, that's not, I, think, I think the whole fucking... End, I think the end scene's great, man. Um, it's very, very unique. It's not Max suddenly becoming this insane hero. He's just, he's just got lucky. It's fate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like we, we talked about, he's no, he's no, like, because he, he can't, he couldn't even what the let's gun. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, like, couldn't even what the safety in the gun. How, how I'm, I'm, I'm surprised none of his picked for the pure quality. It was just his the moment he do like he's, ah, they he's, sat down. No, 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 even that. Just when his body gives uh, out, and he's not got the strength to put the cartridge yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So he's about to shoot him and kill him. Mm-hmm. But his body gives out, and he can't, even, and he just drops the cartridge. And the wee throwback to the story told mm-hmm. nice as well. Aye, of course. If you don't, I mean, like the. It's almost like one of those things. Like, see when you rewatch this film, and you like, and you, and you hear them first tell that story, you're kind of like, it, it kind of gets you excited for it because you know where it's going. Yeah. Uh, a lot of films like that where they put that thing in early, as long as it's done right, um, it's fucking great, man. The music it plays at the end is fucking incredible. It's as class. Well. It's, it's so really good. class, man. So good, man. Can I say one thing? I'm really glad they didn't do at so, the end. So it would have really cheapened it and pissed me off massively. If uh, Max and Annie had get into a taxi at the end of that film. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> right. Absolutely right. Or kissed or something. Aye, aye. aye. But even getting into a taxi, that would have just really annoyed me. Do you know that we haven't even talked about the main fate hanging it, and that's the fact that Vincent walked away from the cab at the start, and he brings him back. That's true. Aye. He yeah. was scoping the place out though. What do you mean, Vincent? No, I'm talking about. Vincent went up to the cab to try and get Jamie Foxx's Jamie attention. Foxx was, 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 like, daydreaming, oh, right, okay. And he was daydreaming, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to went to our cab and, and he, he and like, no, 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 I'll get you. I, I, you get you, get you. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and countless other things, really. I mean, it says mm-hmm. that this is one of these films that just has on on the on the sort of macro level just lots of cool shit happening. It's one of the coolest you know films ever. Aye. Um, a feast for the eyes, shall yep. we say. I'm going to um, start this section here where we're going to rate the film just by saying one thing which is that as, as we reach our 35th episode I think our listeners are going to have to get strap in and get okay with the idea that we're probably going to have to relate everything we've done that's, that's fine mm. we should do that and, and we're probably going to have to change our rating system as well because I feel as if 0.5s are not enough we need to go to an IMDB style like at one decimal point all the way up happy with because that because I really not, not even I, a point honestly it's difficult it. man it's, 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 it's too hard so, this is this is a film that just seems to be right in the thing that I really struggle with because um, I don't want to be too harsh on it because I, I'll be honest with you, as I'm about to deliver my rating, I, I feel dirty saying this out loud. It's not as good as I remember it to be, mm-hmm. and and but I I mean this for 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 sort of sort of basic things. I think it is quite um, deliberately, obviously, sort of simple in the sense, and and there's there's other the sort of extraneous elements of the film are brought in to enhance the central plot but just like I said about the jazz thing I feel as if I like if it was going to be ballsy enough just to be this one thing I think it should have just been that one thing and having the fucking jazz and all the mumbo jumbo about fate and all that literally said out loud in the film and I don't know I don't know how I feel that these are just these are just off the top of my head sort of examples um, I do feel as if that, that cheapened it ever so slightly. I still absolutely adore it. And I think um, the simplicity of the film is, is probably the thing I like most. It's perfect length. It's like, what, 120? Something like that? No. Two hours. Um, two hours? Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it. You know, 
there's not enough happening in the peripheral to really um, get in the way of things, but the, the, the visuals, the soundtrack, it's just one of these films that has this unique sort of thing, as we've said a lot tonight. So after much consideration, I'm going to give it an eight flat. Um, for the reasons that, let's say, points are taken off for Trailer Park Boys level policemanship. <laughs> <coughs> um, oh, oh, there's a gunfight. We must go away now. Um, and various other um, moments of just ineptitude. Uh, what uh, actual police? Um, uh, apparently, like armed fucking special ops people deciding it's a great idea to just go in and have a shootout in a nightclub. They also um, have the. They also know what cab they're they're both in. I, exactly. And there's I, loads of cars that loads of police cars that they could buy them. I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm not picking a bit there, but like, I feel as if sometimes the the the. the Ethical sort of like the, the the morality, the fables, the stuff that's the allegories just on the top level that are a wee bit on the nose for me. Like I'd prefer that shit to be hidden a bit deeper rather than one of the characters literally just fucking talking about it. So um I it still I mean hundred percent fucking love it and uh like I said, it's like it's up there. It was it was, it was at a time in our lives, wasn't it, where it was like such an important film to see a film like that where it's like it's all the shit that we like but it's different at the same time aye, and it's aye. unique so aye 8 is, is where I'm going to go um, not you Roscoe um, it's, it's definitely one of my favourite films um, probably in my top 20 oh wow um, I mean just thinking now um, it's probably the first time I've watched it in about 10 years and it's, it's better than I remembered it um, it, it takes something I mean they even joke they, they mentioned the Twilight Zone in it at one point Aye. but it takes something like high concept and it, it really elevates it mm-hmm. um, it looks brilliant It's the acting's good um, the, the only things I mean the jazz thing doesn't bother me um, I'm quite happy with that um, the the police I mean do you know what like seeing recent years and stuff like that I think it's probably this is m- the way they've depicted the police is probably aged better um, you know you can't always have them being heroes and you know they're absolutely amazing at everything because they're, they're just human they make mistakes um, I, I and they kind of the themes and stuff when it when it's mostly two people talking you know stuff like that is going to come out um, but there's loads of stuff to read into it um, I, I could I could go home and watch it again tonight that's that's how much I like it yeah um, I'm, I'm giving it a nine and a half. Oh my god! And it's just because, like those kind of segues to the police, it's just I've no interest in it. Just take me back to those two in the same way. Um, Javier Bardem seen nothing against him. He's fine. I just that that bit rating was just annoying. So mm-hmm. minor, minor. Wow, minor failure. Only enough to tough. take a, a half point off you. Yep. Jeez, oh, Marty boy. Uh, it's in my top twenty as well, Roscoe. Um, it's one of my favourite films there's, there's generally it's like it's one of those films I think someone wrote it for me mm. it's just I could watch I could watch Cruz playing Vincent oh, right, 10 aye, hours aye. straight aye, it's phenomenal. like I just he's so so goddamn watchable man and yeah. it, it almost it did a bit and, and it just shows you how good Jamie Foxx is that you even notice Jamie Foxx because he could I easily definitely. be blended into the background with how definitely. good Tom Cruise is, but the both of them are just brilliant, man. And 
that's kind of the on the kind of on the level stuff like yeah. on the yeah. like about how cool they are and all that but yeah. and which is fine but when you go into the deeper stuff like i don't mind the stuff about the, the themes and all that um but i'm just i'm, I'm kind of just looking for the, the acting and like I've, i know i've said this a million times in this podcast that um it's characters that make me like films and conversations I know, fair and play, the yeah. be- fuck the action and all that the best parts of the film is when it's the two of them talking in the car yep. and you can just have fucking two hours of that I would have loved it um, the th- police um, I agree with you Ross but at the same time I don't want them to do anything because they get in the way I die to do that you, you don't want them to get in the way the right. story whether right, they're yeah. going to save one or right, yeah, yeah. arrest Vincent or something like you just want you just don't want them uh, but they still need to be in it because you can't have a guy running about um, often folk. <laughs> um, I'll give it a nine point five as well. Oh my god, that's I, 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 like, and that's with me holding fucking back. Interesting, mm. interesting. It's kind of almost like a, a role reversal here, isn't it? Where it's like I'm the one scoring a film less that we all thought we were going to go in, and we usually do it the kind of other way about. We're like. Well, we're all guilty of it, to be fair, but... Like when he fucked it with Predator. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give Predator? I think I gave it an eight. An eight? <laughs> wow. Still fucking wake up my cold sweat about Oh, man. Anyway, there you go. That's your scores in the doors, folks. It's that time again. Uh-oh. Insert jingle here. Can't get one for that. <laughs> time, time for frustration and radio silence. For this one, I think it'll be somewhere. As, as we think play. so? As we play, I'm smarter because it's not a film we. You'd need to look for weird shit, wouldn't you? Because there's. Well, we should see the shit I've got for the next. No, oh, good. To be fair to you, most most of the stuff in this, I think pretty much all of it is dialogue based. Oh my god! Right. Okay. There's, there's maybe one thing that's not. Right. So okay. Let's go. I've got. Martin's answered one of these ones already, so I've got. Nine. Okay. Oh fuck. Nine. Oh Jesus Christ! Right. Strap in, folks. Here we go. Yeah. What type of purse does Annie have? Bodega. Yes, it's one of Barry. What brochure is the car? Mercedes. S-Class. Mercedes S-Class. I mean, I don't know. You can argue about that yourselves. I mean, it's can you like, just say Mercedes? A, uh, well, everyone knows it's Mercedes. I knew it was going to be a Mercedes S-Class. It's an S-Class. I'd say that's too bad. Fucking no chance. <laughs> you can't right. just say Mercedes. And you can't because I don't know what it was going to say. And then I said the actual answer was just Mercedes S-Class. Right, Nonsense. <laughs> How many times a day does Max go on vacation? Dozen. Hi. Three. Um, this is this will be just a whoever can answer the quickest. In Vincent's story, how long was the body on the MTA? Six hours. Yep. What's that now? Four you've got? <laughs> I usually end up throwing it away though, so I don't wish she hadn't said that. Um, here we go. How many taxi cabs are supposedly... 4,000. Yes. Fucking hell, mate. Jeez, all. Right. In the hospital, what floor is Max's... Fourth. No. Oh, shit. Max's mother on. Fucking... Five. I think I'm right. Is it 14th or something like that? That's the third floor. Fuck off. And Ruffalo goes to the fifth floor. So that's what it was. Um, Number... I can't mind what number this is, but anyway... How did Vincent's father's liver disease? Liver disease. That see that that shouldn't be in it because I said that in the, po- the actual pod. Oh, did you? I wasn't sure if that no, was in it. Exactly. You, you can have that, Martin. Yeah, that's fair. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
Did he get a granny thing for? What <laughs> what final discount does Max offer for? Twenty five percent. Thirty five percent. Are we getting it? Are we letting him answer twice? Oh, fuck yeah. I guess it's no first answer first. He says 25 and 25. Okay. What floor is Annie's office 14th. on? Barry. Yeah. There you go, Baz. Winner, winner. What was that score, Ross? I have no idea, but I know you absolutely it was pumped six, him. 6-2, I think. That was your best performance uh, yeah, ever. That was impressive. Right, he's why I see if you can get any of the ones I said. Go for it. Um, what's Max's? Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. I'm Smarticus. Oh, I thought you'd forget about that. Yeah. Uh, what's Max's surname? Uh, Dorok. Doricky. Uh, it weird. Doricky. Ah, yeah, that's fine. Um, what's the name of Max's business? Island 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 Island. Island. What's the taxi number to phone the taxi? Is it four? It's four. It's three numbers. Four, six, taxi. nine. In fact, here's a better one. What's, ta- what's the number of Max's taxi? Four six nine. Five one zero two. Oh. Um I'm getting four six nine. What's the address of the first kill? Oh for fuck's sake. No. One oh three nine Union Street. This, yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have fell out with me if I'd done any of that. Oh, I'm surprised yeah, yeah. you didn't yeah. say this one. Um yeah. how much money does um he offer him? Six hundred quid. Six hundred dollars bucks. And an extra hundred if you extra hundred dollars. When they're at the petrol station, um, and he says to go to the jazz club, he mentions three jazz players, um, who played at this place. Uh, okay. Um, just give me any of them. Chet Baker. Chet um, Baker was one. Chet Baker. Uh, he was the only one that I'd heard does of he? before. Dizzy Gillespie. Huh? Dexter Gordon. Dexter Gordon. Was Charlie Mingus. Charlie Mingus. Um, what's the name of the place that Javier Bardem's in? Is it? It's like is it the El cowboy Dur- place in the road or something. El like Rodeo, El Rodeo, yeah. Club Bueno, Club, Club Bueno. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought it was El Rodeo as well. I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't. That was not bad. Mate, over the past few weeks, you've definitely been studying. I've not been studying. I think I've just probably been drinking less, and I can get on the draw quicker. No, you're you're very quick. No, that's what happens when I've had only two beers. Oh, wow. keep yeah. don't just drink more then. <laughs> there we go. Guys, I'm pleased to announce that somebody's actually been in touch. Our old pal Eddie has sent us a, an email. Nice. So Eddie. <laughs> that's Venom. Hello, Eddie. Thanks for getting in touch. So, Eddie writes, Hi, guys. How are things? Um, I'd, I would say... Maybe you're all right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're still hey, here. Thanks for asking. Uh, thanks for asking. At least somebody cares. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad there have been new episodes of the podcast. I love the one about the Matrix. Um, did you? Did you? You're the only one. You're about the only one there, Eddie. Um, regarding the shit show for Batman and Robin, I had fun listening to it and hearing you guys slag it off for a while. I would have avoided watching Batman and Robin, us too, like the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, my verdict is so bad it's good. Eddie, you could say it's shittily acclaimed mm-hmm. then. Um, Eddie's in my side. Uh, if you were looking for suggestions for the episode, I would. Have you ever thought about doing an episode about The Godfather? Have we ever thought about it? Yeah, I don't know how I really vocalised it though. Um, considering you've done the Matrix trilogy, I thought it'd be cool to dedicate an episode or two at The Godfather's. Um, I would like that. Regards, Eddie. Um, great suggestion, obviously. It's the elephant in the room, probably, at this point. Um, I don't know. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on it? On doing an episode then, or on the film? Or just, or just, I don't know. No, just, be quick right there, quick It's all right. Uh, no, just uh, a bit, a bit, how, how would we do it? How would we approach it? I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one to chew, isn't it? Nice. You're just going to be fucking. It's three, three hours long, and mm-hmm. I mean, 
These episodes is, are already about an hour and forty. Uh, I mean, is is there anything more to say, to say uh, about it? I no, think we do, should. Do though. people like our opinions that much? Fucking right. Should well, should we perhaps find a way of of doing it? Maybe we'll do a version where we just talk about other things that are crap about it. Can Can Martin do a good Brando impression? No, do you want me to do it right now? I've got some oranges through there. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you Isn't it cotton wool? I cotton wool, no oranges. <laughs> no, <laughs> no he, he eats the oranges at the end. Come on, mommy, come with you. That's all right, actually. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'll give him a pass there. Um, no, I think the, the short answer is we'll. we'll well, we'll do it at some point in some way, shape, or form. Start um, to you need to get yourself. We just don't know whether whether you guys would be up for listening to us talking about such iconic territory, and probably for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we'll definitely get into it. Um, any more suggestions? You know, fire them in. There's probably a lot of those ones. You know, the Godfather, like I said, is the elephant in the room. There's probably a lot of films that fall into that category that we actually just have passed us by by this point. Sure. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. News to us as well. Um, Anything probably pre nineties or pre eighties probably at this point would yeah. be. I would definitely been over over generation mm-hmm. with our film picks, which is great. But um, aye, we need some more ones. So as always, thanks for getting in touch, Eddie. Nice to hear from you. Cheers, mate. So that was collateral last year. Did you enjoy that one? That was a good one. Did I? Thought I thought it was good. I much better than Batman and Robin. It's a better film than Batman Robin, I'll get you It's that. a good way to cleanse your old palate, isn't it? Ah, yeah, um, exactly. Cleanse the palate. What so, palates? Um, I, we're coming up for the old festive period, so you can look forward to an episode on that soon, but we'll maybe squeeze a call out for that. Eh? I think so, I think uh, so. Eh? And uh, once again, thanks for listening. And, and Baz, if, if folk want to get in touch... To send you hate mail. To send me hate mail. Or you the night for your jazz push. <laughs> How... The fuck can you do that? They would be able to do that on the email address as follows uglypulpodyssey at gmail.com. Or send a boost on Twitter because that's all the rage. You can do so, aye, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I definitely make just an anonymous touch. account and just send Martin abuse. Yep. So, um, you know, hopefully, like Tom Cruise um, on the train at the end, we'll just begin running, running, running. Has Dick? No! For 100 years! That's what I meant to press. For 100 years! Get a fucking label. I hope, I hope we won't be doing that first one. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We'll be on the train. For 100 years! Yep. Hopefully. Yeah. Bye. Uh, anyway, uh, I really need to label my keyboard, so see you next Bye. time. So on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.